we all know we're supposed to watch what we eat. We all know we're supposed to get at least 30 minutes of moving in a day, exercise, get that blood flowing. But we tend not to focus on what we consume of information. It has a profound impact on your health. If you listen or read two to three minutes of good news stories a day, studies have shown it could actually lower your cortisol levels, which reduces stress. Come on. For those who know me or listen to the first episode of this podcast, you know that a daily routine is vital to my health. You know, for my meditations, my prayers, focusing on what I eat, getting my walk and my workout in. But the one thing that's been consistent for five years is I make sure I listen or read two to three minutes of good news a day. Why? There was an amazing study from Harvard from one of the most popular psychology professors, Dr. Tal Bin-Shahar, that said if you listen or watch two to three minutes of good news a day, you can actually lower your cortisol levels, which reduces inflammation and stress, the things that I needed to do. We are so proud, we are so honored and excited to announce our partnership with the one and only Good News Network. GNN has been number one on Google, Bing, or wherever you search for good news. They've been serving and sharing good news stories since 1997, 25,000 plus articles. But I got to tell you, it is a healing. It is a practice that I do, and I'm begging you, do it like millions of other people do every single month. They go to Good News Network, and they feel better. So do yourself a favor and make GNN.org part of your morning routine to get your daily dose of good news. That, to me, is a life love worth living where you embrace the ups and downs of life, you look at the world differently, look at what the world can be. And if you can imagine that world, you can create that world. Welcome back everybody to another episode of Living Good Currency with Tony and Tobias. We're so excited that we were able to continue doing this podcast. That first episode was so well received, so we're so grateful and appreciate the subscriptions, the downloads, the shares. Keep it up. Now we're going to start doing the interviews, or we call them conversations with other people. How are you feeling about it, Tobias? I cannot describe how good I am feeling about this whole situation coming from, you know, the places we've come to to get to this point where we're doing this together. I feel simply amazed, humbled, and appreciative. I'm honored, brother. I'm honored to do this journey with you. I'm honored to invite people into our conversation about living good currency, what that means to them, what aligning your purpose and your passions on a daily basis means. I realize that we all may have different definitions, but these conversations are making me feel so humble that what we're embarking on is truth, is helping, and uh, I can't wait to continue this journey with you, brother. Oh, brother, let's get to it, man. I love it. I'm excited about today's podcast, brother. I'm grateful that our next guest agreed to come on the show. I know he's a busy man. I met him at a conference in New Orleans. I watched him on stage in front of maybe, I don't know, 500 people. And he just wowed me. I never heard of him before. I just was like, who is this man? He was so charismatic, so genuine. He cared so much about what he was doing. And to find out all he's accomplished and what he's continued to set out to do, I went up to him after I saw after there's a line of people waiting to talk to him. He was talking to everybody, answering everyone's questions. And I went up to him and said whatever I said, and we kept in contact. And I knew once we started this podcast, it was important to bring him into our conversation. So without further ado, Naveen Jain. He's a serial entrepreneur and philanthropist. 
driven to solve the world's biggest challenges through innovation. Naveen is the founder of this award-winning, incredible company called Viome, Moon Express, World Innovation Institute, TalentWise, Intellius, and Infospace, and many more. He's also an author of award-winning book, Moonshot, Creating a World of Abundance. And the author says, your ideas aren't big enough that people don't call you crazy. (laughs) Have you been called crazy? My whole life. Me too. <laughs> Naveen, welcome to Living Good Currency. Brother, I am just absolutely um, humbled and honored. And, you know, listening to the conversation here, it always brings the tears to my eyes that, you know, uh, it, we all grew up in a humble background. And to be able to help people live better is a dream come true for me. To me, um, our success is never measured by how much money we have in the bank. It will always be measured by how many lives we improve. And Tony and you, Tobias, you guys are the living example of what you guys are doing, really creating the good souls and highlighting them and bringing the good people to life. And to me, there is no better world you know, other than to create an ecosystem where goodness is still matters. Man, thank you, Naveen. When we were just talking, Naveen, uh, Tony was giving me, you know, you and his personal relationship, the professional relationship on how, you know, he's seeking to improve his, his gut health. And I said, still, Tony, who is? I said, you, you give me all the fruit. You know, this man is a, 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 a vegan, so he understands the power of, of plants and trees and seeds. You know, we're eating off of the fruits. We're looking at the branches. Uh, let's get to the roots of this man right here so before we get off into your beautiful accomplishments and you know phrases like dream big so people think you're crazy that's powerful dream and think big so people will think that you're crazy before we get to those kind of things can you take us to the seed the origin the roots of the man that produce the individual the impactor the disruptor that we are admiring today. So is it in your childhood? Is it in your early developments that you've taken on this great curiosity and passion uh, for life? Uh, so that's where I like to start the conversation uh, today. Well, Tobias, that's, that's, you know, I don't know where to go from there, but just to think about it, that every one of us in our life Despite all the society that tries to mold us into way of thinking, we are born curious. Maybe as a child, we love to be, you know, amazed by different colors. We are amazed by everything. We like to hold it. We touch it. We try to break it. We try to understand. And we are a curious child when we are born. As we grow up, our curiosity gets taken out because we all get homogenized into thinking one way. We are told as we grow up, you know, through our education system, there is this question and here are the four answers and only one of them is right. And if you think that there are two ways of solving this problem, you are wrong. And we realize as we grow up, it is about having understanding there are many ways to actually solve that problem. There is not just one way. You know, we are told that if you consult with someone when we are being educated, we call that a cheating. And when we become old and in the team wise, we say, hey, John, what do you think of this? And it's considered teamwork, right? 
I mean, my point is we have to, we are thinking backward as we are educating our children. We're taking their creativity away. We are taking their curiosity away. <clears throat> and by teaching people, you know, this idea that you develop one skill and you stay in your lane has to go away because the whole education system was designed for the industrial era where you learned to do machining and you could work for the rest of your life. You were fine or you became an accountant and you became a lawyer. That was great for the industrial society. As we are living in this society today where the technologies are becoming obsolete by the time you even graduate, you have to learn to learn. You have to create children who are constantly learning and they have to realize the school system is not the education. That is just the beginning of the education. Education is lifelong learning. You never stop learning. So to me, what I felt as I grew up was the day you stop learning is the day you die. Right. If you're no longer learning, you're actually dead because you, there's no growth you have. And the learning doesn't mean simply intellectual learning. To me, every day you have to ask yourself, am I better off today intellectually or emotionally or spiritually? But as long as you're learning in any dimension, you're growing. And as long as you're growing, you are actually living. And that to me is a education system I can get behind. Uh, so, Naveen, this, this, you know, you bring up just in that one, I could, we could unravel and impact that, you know, just having two boys myself that are young and, you know, taking them on this journey. It's not just to have conversations to start a podcast or to grow. It's to teach and to, you know, how every life, I mean, the, the principal philosophy behind live in good currency is to focus on doing good for yourself and others daily. That is our purpose. And if we align our passions, the things that make us curious, the things that we are curious with our purpose of doing good for ourselves and others, we will live a day worth living. And, and that's why energetically I connected with you, whether it was on stage, in person, right now, you embody that. You're taking your passions for the moon and space and at travel to healing the gut and putting it towards something as someone who I, ex, I you know, experiencing and, and later, later in this conversation, I'll want to go into specifics of Viome because I think it's, I was just telling our producer that I was blown away by, you know, the chance of getting to know you in the early stages of Viome and then seeing where it is today. I got to experience the evolution and what I just went through, I just went through it. I went through the kit. I got the stuff. I got the report. I got, I, I started, I have the supplements and the price point. Everything that you said to me three years ago, as I'm watching the experience today, I said, that is someone who is standing by his philosophy that disease is optional. He's making this for everyone. He's making this, and I can't even imagine where it's going to be five years from now, what you're going to be able to do. But we want to unravel that a little bit. And I know you gave an answer to Tobias right now, but part of the conversations that if you can just go back in your mind a little bit is we believe that good news is bad news gone good. Okay, you know, what makes it good news is that usually you're taking a problem 
and you're seeing a solution and we're heralding and we're celebrating the solution. And so a lot of times there's a lot of people that are going to be listening and watching this that are going through struggles, whatever, personal, professional, spiritual, whatever it may be. And when I look, when we study people and talk to people, you realize a lot of the hurdles and obstacles that they had growing up are now what turned out to be the best thing for them. A la a man right here who spent almost 30 years in prison for a murder he didn't do. And he says that that was the best 30 years, the way he was able to find himself and be able to save men. So he took the, the worst hell on earth and transformed that into his own paradise so that he could come out and teach. So is there, what was it about Naveen? You know, is there, is there moments because there's something in, you know, were there certain obstacles, certain things that you had to go through that, that, that led you to this path? You know, again, this, we as humans have this tendency to define something as good or bad by labeling them. The interesting thing about life is you don't know what is good or bad because you have such limited, limited information. So things that look really, really bad today, <clears throat> a decade from now, you're going to look back and say, boy, that was the best thing that ever happened to me, right? Any one of us who has ever had a breakup when we were a teenager, we thought life was over because she was leaving, right? And you look, you look back and say, God, that nightmare is over. <laughs> so my point I'm trying to make is that the things are neither good nor bad. It is we label them and that changes our emotions by labeling them. And I think there is a, this old Chinese story, which I think is always comes to my mind when people talk about good or bad. So there was this farmer who wanted to actually thought he could, you know, he wanted to have a horse because he thought that's going to give him a something as he grows older to be able to make money. So he spent all his current, all his savings and bought a horse. And all the villagers laughed at him. They're like, this is a man who giving all his saving because he wants to be big. And one day the horse runs away. And then everyone is laughing at him and said, look, you lost all your saving. And that's what happens when people who start today, right? Guess what? A month later, the horse comes back with four mares. And now he, everyone is saying, oh my God, you are the luckiest man on earth. Like he got five horses here in, in our town. Guess what happened? One of the horses stabbed on his only son's toe and every one of the village is laughing again so look you only had one son who could have taken care of you but you wanted to get big and look now your son can't even walk properly and it's the you are the you know worst thing that can ever happen to a human being a month later soldiers walk into the village they're drafting people and say every single young man who can walk properly is going to the war and he's the only son left in the town and everyone thought he was the luckiest man on earth his son is still with him. They lost all their young ones, right? So my point is, any of these events you look at were neither good nor bad. It turned out to be what they were. And that is really the trick in life is when something happens, don't label it. And the way I have learned is to say, universe is my friend. If universe is my friend, whatever is happening is for my best. And I embrace it, right? I decided I'm going to live. And what, how do you know you are alive? The only way you know alive, you are alive, Tobias, because you have a heartbeat. What does a heartbeat look like? Up and down and up and down. So when you have these ups and downs, it tells you you're alive. When people ask me and say they want to live this smooth life, I tell them that's a life of a dead person. 
So if you want to live a life of a dead person, like, like a zombie, that's not the life I want. I am okay with these ups and downs because I know when I am down, all I have to do is hunker down and I know the next beat is going to be up. And when you are on top of that beat, never get too cocky because always remember winter is coming and winter shall come. That's right. Oh, Naveen, that, that, that really resonates uh, with me because my father told me it was a matter of perspective. He said, son, whatever is going on in your life, he told me this is a very young man going inside of a system in which mass incarceration is now built. And he said, son, one man's prison is another man's university. He said, what is the difference in one going into the Himalayas for 30 years to find himself and another man going inside of a prison cell and finding himself? He said, it's all inside of perspective. So when you, uh, you say this, uh, what I came to the conclusion very early in my prison experience that I had the right to feel how I choose to feel. And I believe this resonates with you because of health being an option. And you said the growing intellectually, the growing spiritually, the growing emotionally. Therefore, I see that we can grow socially when we look at it from that. And that is what I took with me for the 30 or three decades inside of incarcerated space. It was two things that I noticed. And I, and I know from talking to Tony and the great work that you're offering the world, there's no separation between the moon and my gut. That's one thing. And traveling to the moon is no less than traveling inside of my own self. So that was one thing that I figured out. There is no separation. Uh, number two, that the education that you're speaking of uh, and the diet. I noticed that over thousands of men that I was able to sit with and hold conversation, that it was the education, not school so much. But education actually means, as I know that you know before our listeners, it means to care and to cultivate. So when we care and we create those kind of spaces that whatever's in us, and I believe that is that life force that is in us is going to come out. So it's not about putting things into people. It's creating the correct kind of spaces so the best of us can come forth. And then what are we putting inside of ourselves? And I noticed that most men were on, or young men was on alcohol, fast food, uh, uh, drugs, marijuana. So when we speak on illness, where I, I do believe you're also speaking on emotional illness, mental illness, uh, the illness of criminality, low self-esteem. So uh, I really thank you from a person who are trying to champion the cause of the world and making illness an option to a person like myself who found myself in prison for 30 years, who came to the same conclusions, and it's because of what you said. We understand the agitation that works on a sea to open it up in the earth. That is the vital agitation that gives us our rooting, that allows our branches to spread forth, and thus now we all are giving our fruit to humanity and to the world. So I just wanted to add that to the conversation as I hear you speak. But, but, but Tobias, first of all, I want to apologize on behalf of the society that would take an innocent man and put them in prison for just because of the color of their skin or how people judge them. Uh, you know, to me, there is no excuse for any one of us to do that. And I would never tell you that I understand what you go through or what you went through. I would never say that to you because that would be a very naive of me because the pain you went through and the internal struggle you went through knowing that you had not done something wrong. 
is hard, hard for anybody to fathom. So when someone says, I understand, they don't understand, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, all I can tell you is that when I came to this country, I was in a very small town and they had not seen a brown guy before. I was in a small town of white people and they all thought I was an alien that ended up there and they thought I shouldn't, I don't belong there. And I still remember a cop stopped me one day and say, I'm going to give you a ticket because you're driving too fast. And I said, officer, I wasn't. And he said, now you're reckless driving. And I said, officer, what is reckless driving? He said, now I'm going to give you a ticket for drunk driving. Keep talking to me. Uh, and he said, every, every word you speak, I'm going to keep adding a ticket. So stop. you'll find out when you shut up. And I mean, that is the kind of things we go through because somehow the society has somehow assumed that there is only homogeneous way of living, only one type of color of people. And we don't realize that at the end of the day, we all humans are alike. We all have the dreams and we, our dreams are no different than anyone else. We want to take good care of ourselves. We want to take good care of our family and we want to take good care of our community and we're going to take good care of our country and we're going to take care of good care of our world and we're going to take care of a good care of universe, right? That is who we are. We come from inside and we expand and take care of everyone else. But unless you can take care of yourself, you cannot take care of anyone else. And that is really the, you know, to me was the day you fall in love with yourself is the day the world will fall in love with you. And unless you learn to love yourself, nobody else in the world is going to love you. When you hate yourself, you bring that hatred to the world and the world will give it right back to you and they will hate you. So guess what? You just fall in love with yourself and you share that love with everyone else. And when you do that, the world will give it right back to you and will love you just as much. Oh, Naveen, that's the key. And uh, they asked me, how did I, I, I do it? I said, the love for myself became greater than the hate I had for anyone else. They asked me, how did you survive and thrive in such an environment? The worst kinds of imprisonment and inhumane conditions. I said, the love for myself became greater than the dislike, the disgust that I have for anyone else to the point, as you just said, my environment, the very elements in the cell became my friends. I'm talking about the, 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 the desert itself became a oasis. I'm talking about the universe responded to that heartbeat because I believe that everything that's alive has that same kind of resonation of heartbeat in that when love is the primary energy that we are frequentizing on, that this is where we begin to eat correctly and feel correctly. And then we can offer ourselves, like you said, to our families, our communities, to our country, the nation and the earth, and uh, we can be beacons of light, good, and spirit. Uh, so um, it's amazing that I'm talking to you today after, uh, you know, being out three uh, years at this time. I seen myself here and everybody thought I was crazy. That's why I'm, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, 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 I'm going to go back. Just imagine being in a level four institution, thousands, thousands of young men. And I'm telling them. Two life sentences without uh, the possibility of parole. parole. Yes. So thank you for always bringing it up, Tony. Well, because yes. it, it, you have to set the table. You have to set the table yes, in real uh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, when they said uh, a death sentence uh, to an adolescence, that's what they meant. But uh, from day one, from day one, 
I knew I was going to be here, and I felt that I was going to be here. And I walked in that light uh, for those three decades, and that light became so powerful that other men and even officers and women took on that light of craziness. When you say think big, if you're not thinking big and people not thinking that you're off, uh, a, a heretic, a lunatic, whatever they like to call us. But the proof is it today. Um, they called me a physician inside. Now, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, sir. I might not have uh, the company yet in, in which you have, but my work is still profound because the patients, the men who needed it most, I was there for them. And I'm really honored uh, to be here to talk to you today because it, it proves that you and I, as well as Tony and everyone who's participating, that when we dream big and think big and feel big, align ourselves, our, 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 our stomachs, our hearts, and our minds with uh, action uh, to do good for ourselves and others. This is the earning, and I'm proof. This is proof. A person that was underneath a prison whose voice was almost fully stifled except through spiritual and ancestral means. Now I'm sitting here on this podcast is a, a platform to prove your, 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 your podcast or your TED talk that I heard is true. Uh, that they now call me. No, you wasn't crazy. You did it. See? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Thank you, Naveen. Thank you, brother. No problem. God bless you. God bless you. Naveen, you know, the, you know, I, we are we are really blessed at this moment. Me and Tobias, as the listeners now know, we met on Christmas Eve at a funeral. As a matter of fact, our souls united, yes, at the graves, if you can imagine, 72 days after he was released. And instantaneously, we connected as soul brothers. And that was uh, three years ago, uh, coming up on three years. And we're on this mission, and Naveen, I got to tell you, it is an honor to have you as one of the first people that we're bringing into this conversation because you embody a lot of what we are, are believing in and, and our curiosity is. And um, so, A, I just really want to thank you. you. You didn't hesitate to be on and to join this conversation. I want to now dive into, um, you know, Viome because... Viome is a company, and I want to hear. I want the listeners to hear from you. But as I said earlier, it it is a company that I really um, I put energy towards, and I've been vibing on it. And as you know, as someone I want to promote, you know, we promote it because you said to me in person, Anthony. Right now, we or Tony. That's not good right now. Tony and Tobias. Um, uh, right now. We have to be at this point. Pretty soon, once millions of people are signed up, we're going to be at this price point. When I got, when I went through the whole thing, I was blown away by right now where you're at. Your current price points is mind-boggling because I've had other treatments that were not only way more expensive, but more complicated and not precise. So can you walk us through the evolution if you want, just... Because I think it's important to know where you came from in Biome to get where you're at and where you see the future of Biome. Absolutely. So first of all, my fundamental belief is that the future of healthcare is going to be delivered at home, not at the hospital. Because I think the world is going to change where the prevention and how you get, you know, whether you really 
prevent yourself from getting sick rather than wait until you get sick and then go to the hospital. I really believe the world is going to more and more towards the hot, the home is going to be where the health is going to be created, where the health is going to be nurtured. This is where the health becomes is your home. And I think the future of medicine is going to come from a farm, not a pharmacy. So I think that as we start to look at the medicines of the future, they're not going to be coming from pharmacies. They're going to come from a farm because the food is the medicine that we're going to use. And you know, people say that's a crazy idea. How can food be a medicine? And I say, look, <clears throat> it's not it's something new we invented. This is what we have known for thousands of years. And if you go back and look at a Greek doctor named Hippocrates, and every doctor takes a Hippocratic oath, right? And they forget what Hippocrates actually said. He says, let food be thy medicine, thy medicine be the food. And he also said, all diseases begin in the gut. Imagine that they knew 2,500 years ago when he says, all diseases begin in the gut. And this was another profound statement. And today we talk about precision and personalization. What did he say? One man's food is another man's poison. That means a food that's good for one person doesn't need to be a good for another person. It can be harming you. And what we have now learned at Wyoming is very interesting is that, I know just to step back for a second, about six years ago, it occurred to me that why do people develop these chronic diseases? It's not like you wake up in the morning and you tell, you know, honey, I was out with the boys last night. I think I caught heart disease, right? You don't catch heart disease. You don't suddenly wake up and say, honey, I think I caught diabetes last night. You develop these diseases over a long period of time and you do them every day by making the choices you make every single day. So when we thought, what if we could prevent these chronic diseases, including cancer and aging because cancer is not something that should ever happen to our body because our body our immune system constantly would kill the cancer when our immune system is no longer effective that's when the cancer starts to develop right so that my, my you know whole thing was what if we can understand what is going on inside your body what if we can digitize your human body to understand every biochemical reaction that is happening? And then we can use the machine learning and mathematics to be able to manipulate using food to change your biochemistry. So you come back to the homeostasis, which is living healthy, right? The homeostasis when your body is in sync, when your body and your mind and your gut is all in at, you're at ease, that is the homeostasis. When your body and your gut and your mind is not at ease, what do we call them? This ease. This ease is disease. So disease is nothing but your body not being at ease. That means they are not harmonized, right? And that harmony is something we thought we could create. And that was the whole beginning was that, you know, I can go through all the mumbo jumbo of the technology, right? But at the end of the day, it is a same old theory. The food is actually the medicine we take every day. We just need to know what medicine is good for us and what medicine is harmful to us. And it's not like 
the medicine is lifetime. That means broccoli is good for you for the rest of your life or broccoli is bad for you for the rest of your life. It may be good today, but as your body changes, it may not be good for you. And then as you readapt your body, maybe it will become good again. But you have to constantly know, just like tuning your car, where you are and where you want to be. And we basically are creating this GPS to say, this is where you are. And this is what you need to get to where you want to be. And once you get there, we readjust and say, okay, now that you are here, let's readjust and say where you need to be next, right? And that's constant tuning is what Wyom does. Uh, the thing that was really interesting in the early days was you know, rethinking what everyone had taken it for granted. And to me, that's the right thing. Tony and Tobias, you guys are going to appreciate. It is about new way of looking at the same problem. When the world says, you know, this world is all effed up and everybody is effed up, you guys start and say, no. There are good souls in this world and we just need to bring the good souls together and we can change the world. We are no longer driven by fear. We're going to be driven by love, right? And that is what changed. I mean, you started this good network for the same reason while the CNN or the crisis news network is always talking about how world is so bad so they can attract the audience because they are playing with our mind, our mind that grew up in the savannas of Africa. What did the mind did? It was always looking out for danger. Anytime you gave it a bad news, it wanted to know about the bad news because if you missed the bad news, your genes didn't survive. They were, your gene pool got wiped out. Good news, no one cared, right? And news, maybe you didn't get a lunch one day, but that was a good news. But bad news, your gene pool got wiped out. And that's why our amygdala in our mind is looking for a bad news every time. And guess what? Our news network are designed murder here and the rape here and this here and this here. They feed you that so they can keep you hooked onto their network. And what did you do? You created a new network called Good Network. We're going to talk about the goodness in the world, the souls who don't even need to be known. They simply do good because they believe that's how the world gets changed. And I tell people that people don't inherently want to do the bad things. The only reason people do bad things is because they feel helpless and they feel hopeless. If you can bring the hope into them and they believe that tomorrow is going to be better than yesterday, nobody will ever do anything bad. So it is something we have to do to create the society where they, we believe that we have a power to change tomorrow and tomorrow is going to be better. And if you people have that hope, no one would ever do anything bad, right? And then I'll come back to why, because to me, that is the fundamental belief. You have to believe that people are good. People want to be good. People want to take care of themselves. People want to take care of their families. I have, I mean, there are exceptions to every rule, but there are very, very few people who do not care about their family. And I'm sure that you'll come up with some names that people did, but that is not, that is not what we are as humans. As humans, you know, taking care of ourselves and taking care of our community is built into our DNA. If you go back to how we evolved, 
we lived in a tribe and we knew if our tribe died, our time was come. Our time has come because we couldn't survive alone. We only survived in a tribe. So when people say we don't care of our take care of our tribe, that is wrong. We are designed, we are evolved to take care of our tribe. Oh, man. Right, brother? And then Naveen, when you speak of of home, come on, man. Home. Home and uh I dare to dream big right now. Home is not only going to be the center of health, but it's also going to return to being the center of education, therefore health, and abundance. Abundance. That is another thing I found in my, uh, I guess, investigation of decades of men and now women who found themselves uh, incarcerated is that they felt imprisoned in their homes and community. Thus, their emotional health, thus the education and everything that builds them as a person uh, led them down roads that were not only, as you said, hopeless, uh, but states of being helpless. So uh, uh, when you speak of of those things, uh, those are very powerful. I've come to those same conclusions. And another conclusion that I've come to is in the bellies of the mummies of Kemet, he said, in those bellies, uh, they've, they've seen a certain gut health, a certain diet. And each mummy had a different form of diet. And so now that you're saying these things, and just imagine, I'm, I'm just a guy sitting inside of a cell, uh, getting a little magazine here and there and a little article. You know, there was no internet access. There was no cell phones for me in prison. And so these were things that I believe spiritually came to me and ancestrally came to me through various spiritual means, but we've come to the same point in life right now that we know the importance of guarding the gut. Now, I was offering it to Tony uh, early. I said, the last thing my mother said before I came back to California from South Carolina, she said, son, since you're fixed on going to California, listen to your gut. Listen to your gut. Yes, yes, yes. I was telling Tony, I said, that was the last thing before I got on that bus for that seven-day uh, trip from Orangeburg, South Carolina, to uh, watch uh, Los Angeles, California, was listen to your gut, son. And so uh, sitting here today and, uh, you know, looking at your uh, your TED Talk in preparation, you said, your mama said, listen to your gut. She was on to something. And listening to my exactly. gut uh, has has led me down a path and a journey and experiencings of life that has made us all brothers, you know. And uh, yeah, so it goes to show for the listeners who might be inside of the same communities that I grew up in and came out of, and whether they're in Los Angeles, uh, the plantation quarters of Orangeburg, South Carolina, or even uh, the penal foster systems institutions that uh, our thoughts are viable, our feelings are viable, and where we're at is where our light is needed, and it would lead you into these kind of conversations with wonderful people as you and Tony. So uh, this is a confirmation. The proof is in us being here today. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's what really stood out to me. Thank you. Thank you, brother. So, Tony, just to answer your question more, um, uh, you know, more clear terms, you know, what we do at Wyom is 
we give you, you know, you go to ym.com and you can order this kit. And this used to cost $500 because it cost us $500 and we sold that for $500. And I remember meeting you and I said, look, Tony, as more and more people join our community, your cost will come down. It will come down to $400, it'll come down to $300, it'll come down to $200. And I say, in the next two to three years, we're going to bring it down to under $100. And guess what? We bring it out to under $100, right? So my point is, <clears throat> and by the way, it's going to come down to under $50. It is just, our goal is not to make money. Our goal is to give you the tools that you need to stay healthy. And I'm not doing it just because it is good, good business. I'm doing it because if we can do anything that is can help a billion people live a better life, guess what happens? You will have a way to find a way you'll create a sustainable company, but you have to stay focused on helping a billion people live a better life, right? So what we do is when you get this kit at home, you send us your sample, but it's, you know, it is currently your touch of a stool, couple of drops of your blood, and very soon we're going to be adding saliva to it. And then what you get back is what's happening in your body. What's your biological age? How old are you, your body internally, not externally? So I am externally 62 years old. Guess what? As I started to follow Wyom, I have brought my biological age down by a decade. So I am actually 52 biologically, even though I'm 62, right? And that's the point is when I'm 70, I like to be biologically 40. So it's not about I'm reversing my age. I am bringing my age, the energy that I have when I'm at 70 to be the person when I was at 40 or better, right? And if you look at my pictures when I was 40, I can tell you today I look better and my skin is better. I have more energy and I lost weight. Everything I could have asked for is I am better off. I, and I used to remember when I was 40 and I thought, oh my God, when you get to 60 or so old, you can barely walk. And I'm looking at myself, I'm thinking, holy shit, I'm in the best time of my life. That's right? right, that's right. Then we tell you, by the way, what your gut health looks like. We tell you what your cellular health looks like, your mitochondrial health looks like, and, you know, immune health. So how well are you protected against cold or flu and God forbid the C word if you ever catch it, right? You number one. So it tells you that how well your body is going to be deal with the external environment. And then comes the magical part. Then we tell you, this is not like this is what's happening and tough luck, right? We tell you what to do next. And we say, hey, Tony, you should not be eating broccoli anymore because we notice your sulfide production, in, by the way, in your gut is too high. And that tells us that you are eating too much sulfate. So avoid the broccoli and cabbage and the Brussels. And by the way, you may think the spinach is healthy for you because Popeye told us that. But Popeye was not the scientist. We can tell you that your oxalates are not being digested. So lay off your spinach for a while. By the way, you're we're noticing a lot of ammonia that is causing a lot of inflammation that's coming from protein fermentation. So you're eating way too much protein. So you need to cut down the protein or take your digestive enzymes with the protein so it can be digested. And then we go back and say, you know what? We noticed that based on your biology, you shouldn't take vitamin B3 just, just because someone tells you it's good for you because your uric acid production is too high. And by the way, lay off your curcumin, even though everyone thinks turmeric and curcumin is good for you. For you, it is not very good because your bile acid production is too high right now, right? And by the way, 
but you do need 22 milligram of elderberry every day. You should be taking 13 milligram of berberine every day. You should be taking 79 milligram of amylase every day. And we list down every single ingredient you need in what dosage. And here comes the magical part. And if you want, we make them for you on demand. There is no pre-made stuff. We literally make those capsules robotically. So it's not like someone making them you know, by hand, but robots are basically taking all the ingredients in the dosage your body needs and make them every month. So every single vitamin, mineral, herbs, digestive enzymes, amino acid, probiotics, prebiotics, and you can get them for you. Or you can buy them anywhere else if you want that. But we tell you what to do. And here is what magic happened, Tony. We did that and we analyzed people after four months what happened. And this was, I would have never believed not being a doctor. Their people's diabetes score came down by 30%. Their depression came down by 36%. Their anxiety came down by 32%. Their stomach ache and you know constipation, diarrhea, IBS symptom came down by 40% just by changing their diet and supplement. Think about that. Now, There's no drug that does that. Naveen, let me just say, uh, I'm for everyone listening, I don't know what date we're going to launch this episode. So I, I want to have you four months from now. God willing, I want you on this show again. Because A, like any good conversation, you want to have more of them. So we can have an update. For the record, I went through this test. I ordered the kit, got the blood, did the blood, the stool, got the analysis. I was really impressed with the analysis of what I should eat, what I shouldn't eat. What's great is because I was on this generic, okay, because I have Crohn's, I was diagnosed with Crohn's, and then they, they're like, well, you don't really have the, all the symptoms of Crohn's, but because we just call it inflammation in the intestines, we're just going to say this is what you have. <clears throat> and I have a, a, an amazing naturopathic doctor, Dr. Nikki, who I, I told her about you, and she's like, we love what Viome does, so do that, and, and I'll be there with you. So having her, who I trust very much, back what you're doing, which just made me feel that much more comfortable. And even she says what you're doing is a better thing for her. And she's going to recommend it to her patients because when I got the blood and stool analysis from her in the past, she'd go and say, okay, here's where your levels are. Here's um, what foods you probably shouldn't take. And then here's a whole list of things to go in order. And so I'd have like 15 bottles, take this in the morning, this at <laughs> night, this and that. And I just, I'm too busy and, and yet, it's overwhelming, and I'm just not that organized to stay on top, even though I should, and it's frustrating to my wife. I buy all these bottles, they get expire, and it's not working. So it's not that it's her fault. She doesn't have what you have, and now she's like, wow, I'm blown away. So I went through it all. I just This is just like a few weeks ago. Got my list and was so like sad about my biological age, but it was actually exciting for me. It was exciting for me. I'm going to be honest with everybody. Because I want everybody, I'm 46 years old. My biological age was 57. Oh, my God. Yes. Because it's, it's, it's horrible. And so I got scared and nervous. Like, hold on a second. I'm about to go on a global worldwide mission with this brother beside me to help. But they're saying, now, thank God my immune score was amazing. So I was like, okay, good. That, that's good. Other factors were my cellular things I had to work on. But my point is, I was like, okay, this is a blessing. This is a beautiful thing. We just went over this whole thing about bad versus good. This was an amazing time. I've known you for three years, and yet it was at this moment just a couple weeks ago that I got my results. 
And if it was biological age 30 and everything was going good, yeah, it's not as good of a story. But because of this, I'm going to come back and be one of God willing your case studies because I'm committed to this. Then I said, okay, now really where it's going to be, I know what foods I shouldn't eat and what I can't eat. I was excited to know I could eat apples again and certain things. And I love the way you break it down between uh, superfood and joy and basically avoid. So I just, I, I just, I loved it. But then I got, and this is just, I want to tell you real time. I go and they go, okay, here are these supplements you can order. And you had three different packages. Okay, you had the, the overall complete and these things. I was so blown away by the price point. I ordered all three because I thought I had to get all three. Because I figured, oh, it's, I want them all. Like, I got to invest in my health. And then I got an email. Uh, we got to refund you. I'm like, I don't want to get refunded. I want this. They're like, no, because you only needed to order the one to get all of them. And I said, what? For this price point a month? I get, I'm getting all of this? I was blown away by your price point for everything. And then I was like, okay, well, let me get the, let me get, got this beautiful package, opened it up, felt like I was opening up like an Apple box, you know, something like, so like it just came, it didn't come all and and, and I mean, he probably has it. There, there you go. go. There you go. But it, and it's very, and and, it, open up. yeah, just, it, it's great. And it's, just, it's, and it has a, had a, had a little, uh, I had two things. I had that pack. Yeah. That pack of eight pills. Yeah. Four, four in the four twice a day. And, I, and then that, I just had to put in my, in, into a drink. That was mind-boggling. So I know I'm, I'm talking like a kid in a candy shop right now, but when your health is everything right now, the fact that you were able to give this simple, complex, but you made it simple for me, I figured, man, this, I just really did a prayer for your, you and your company. And hopefully four months from now, I can't wait to come back and be and tell people, you know, because it's not just you're giving us you're giving us the framework. Then there's a lot of what you you know, they say it's 50 percent what you put in your body and then 50 percent what you put in your mind. So I've been working a lot on this. OK, I've been working. Good News Network, Good Currency. We've been working a lot on this. Now, once I match this up, I'm excited to be a case study. And and so and, and just before I forget this, you know, you said home health is at the home. You know, there's a famous phrase as home is where the heart is. Maybe yeah. we should say home is where the health is. There you go. I love that. Love yes, that. Yes. Home is where uh, the health is. <laughs> uh, excuse me. Uh, for one second, I was just thinking a part of the uh, magic, if you want to call it, of me and Tony's relationship is that we bring what is perceived as two worlds together. Two worlds. So I'm going to think big right now because I feel good. So I'm going to think big. And somebody must think I'm crazy, but I'm not going to be crazy because you're going to vibe on this. I was thinking California alone has 100,000 men and women that they have to release out of California's prisons. And one of the main reasons why, not because we have some new moral compass, is because of the (laughs) health of the prisoner. So just imagine to me if when we got out, of prison from 30 years of eating junk food. We spend, I think they said $8 billion a year on processed packaged food in prison. So, so we've been eating processed food our whole adult lives. And I'm one of them. And you know, our team here, half of them come from the same space I come from. So our company is going to be the first. I'm going to convince Tony and the other founders that they're going to fund, and I'm saying it right now, and I'm going to be bold and I'm not crazy, 
that everyone on our team who came from our incarcerated space, we're going to set the trend here for California that when we get out of prison, that we are connected to the same resources that Tony is connected. So we would know our biological age. We would know what nutrients we need. So when we go come back into society, we're now can be healthy human beings, therefore productive citizens. And right now, so this is what I'm charging uh, Tony and our team and asking you to join us to make sure this is happening uh, because that's very important. And we want to be of those one billion. I'm going to sign up. I'm kind of embarrassed. I haven't seen, I've seen one physician in three years, but this is the reason why, because I had no faith in the system. But you have restored my faith. I'm going to sign up personally because I want to be my best, as Tony wants to be his best. But we're going to bring a whole nation of people whose diet, whose health has not been taken care of, and we are uh, asking you to join us in that. So we will be contacting uh, you. And uh, Yes, I appreciate it. Thank you. You fix your gut, you fix your brain. I mean, your gut and brain are connected. you got to fix the gut before you can fix your brain. Oh, that's powerful. Naveen, Naveen, on that note, let's just, this is, that's why we call it a conversation, not an interview. So if we could riff on that. So, you know, living, uh, living good currency is not just the name of a podcast. It's the name of a journal that is, um, a daily journal help you stay grat. You know, we make gamifying good to make everyday count. That's sort of the tagline. And we're going, what we realize with this journal, because in prison, you can't, ha- you don't have access to the cell phones and the apps and all this technology. But when we went into a level, we went into a prison, see uh, incredible human. I mean, we, the, we had whites, blacks, Mexicans. I mean, everyone was there and they're all loving each other. And they asked us, where's good currency? We need this. We need a, we need to trade the good for currency. And, and so we were working on this program and it made me think if we're going to think big, it's true. It's like working with Viome. There's so many billions of dollars that are spent right now in California alone focused on this recidivism program and, and reentry and, and what are we going to do and how do we keep them out off the streets, whether it's in the foster care system, the homeless shelters. That's our, we're, we're a Good Currency Studios is a public benefit corporation that happens to then have this ownership with Good News Network. So we're combining both the practical formulas with the inspirational media and stuff so that we're not just inspiring you, but we want to give you practical things. So you're right. If we think big, bringing Viome, especially because I got to witness this in real time. This is not just someone I just met right now, but his you you can feel him, right? Then let's, let's do that. Let's make the intention to see how we can incorporate Viome's technology in access so that we really can keep men and women, both pre-entry and, and post-entry, uh, off the streets and healthy and more. That's a beautiful thing for us to do. Brother, my diet, my emotional diet, is still the same diet I had as a child. And then when I come in the system, we can't stand the food. So you offer us processed food for 30 years and the most stressful. So I'm eating that. I'm taking that in for 30 years. Then you release me as a adult. But yet and still, I have not grown emotionally. I have not grown biologically. So where's the bridge? Who's ready to receive us? And this is where I believe that Good Currency Studios and uh, yourself and your company comes to fill that void. And we can be of the billion people, like you said. And I, and I believe when we bring those worlds together, then we're honestly doing 
uh, bringing good to humanity. So, so to hear the excitement, uh, we on it. As soon as I'm getting off here, uh, I got a person I'm pointing at right now. I'm going to place him over it. Uh, he went in the system at 16 years old, just got out. Uh, he's one of our producers, and uh, uh, he's about to get the job of his life. Uh, and uh, I'm excited that y'all are excited because we need it. Because if, if, if it's another thing, as you do know, every corner there's alcohol and chicken. Every corner yep, for a reason. Yep. So if you drop me back in that community, covered with homelessness, yep. releasing thousands of foster kids into this place, then what do I have? What hope do I have? So this is the hope. Not only are we going to uh, call people to good and earning good, it starts when I feel good. And I'm going to start feeling better when I start feeding myself those things that are giving me that kind of goodness. So, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to add that in, brother. That I uh, love you and appreciate I mean, I you. Love, I love I love Tobias for just saying to feel better, you got to feed better. If you're not, you can't feel better if you're not feeding better. You know, Naveen, they, um, and, and one of the things I learned through my relationship with Tobias is that yeah. it's, he said he's met more imprisoned people since he's been out than incarcerated. So think about all of us are so imprisoned. So reentry is not just coming out of, incarceration i've been imprisoned in my that's why i have this inflammation i have been imprisoned in my thoughts and my things i've been imprisoned in, in depression not just in general people there's depression so it's re-entry into from depression from homeless from shelters from um you know institutional being a stay-at-home mom that's now trying to there's so many re-entry there's so many so this mission of ours and i can see it's aligned clearly with yours is about not just giving people hope and inspiration, but the tactical tools to be able to feel better because make it easy. He, he loves his quote where Oprah always says, If you know better, you do better. No. What do you say, brother? No, you <laughs> No, you don't know better when you uh uh do better when you know better. You know you do better when you feel better. You do better when you feel better. You can give me all the information in the world right now. You said all that you said, and I'll go down to the donut side and stick my big donut in my mouth. Woo. Why? Because I don't feel good. I don't, I don't feel good. So it's only the time I can apply proper knowledge or information is when I feel. That's what does it. So this is what really uh, has me excited I love in this morning. Thank I you. love that. Thank you. Thank you. You can only do better when you feel better. And you feel better when you feed, when you feed better. I love that. Love that. <laughs> Dear brother, we thank you. I am excited. Get my volume done creating that system that you promised that we're going to take care of the reentry people. And uh, this conversation was simply uh, empowering and amazing. I would say it was earth shattering, but maybe I should say moon shattering. Moon shattering. For all you out there, don't forget, you should order the book, Moonshots, Creating a World of Abundance. You can find it anywhere you buy books. And more importantly, or just as important, Viome.com, V-I-O-M-E.com. Get your kit. Naveen is living proof of someone who walks the walk, helping the world one person at a time. We thank you again, Naveen, for everything you've shared with us. Don't forget to listen. Every Monday, we're dropping new conversations. Pretty excited about next week's, aren't you, oh, Tobias? brother, unless before that, please comment on this one. Oh, yes. Please comment on this one. Your comments mean a lot. Your subscriptions mean a lot to us. But, yes, brother, next week, I can't say her name because y'all asked me not to. But what I can say She's one of the most connected women in America. 
Yes, she is. I can't wait for everybody to tune into that conversation. Yes, sir. Don't forget, every Monday we are releasing new episodes, new conversations. I'm Tony Samadani. And I am Tobias Tubbs. And we are Living, Living Good, Good Currency.
that to me is a life love worth living where you embrace the ups and downs of life you look at the world differently you look at what the world can be and if you can imagine that world you can create that world